Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Singing to us in the background is our friend Ellie Holcomb. She and her husband Drew actually just announced a new tour, a couple of dates they are doing together on the road. So make sure you check that out, ellieholcomb.com and drewholcomb.com. One of the many things that Ellie and Drew and I share is a love for our guest today, Barrett Ward and Mocha Club and his company, Live Fashionable. Barrett has been a good friend of mine for years and a former boss as I used to work part-time at Mocha Club while I was working on books a few years ago. And today is just an incredibly interesting conversation about how he got where he is and the path that God walked him down and what is happening now with Fashionable, his fashion line that not only has beautiful products, but serves and enables women around the world to be employed gainfully and with respect. So you're going to love this conversation with Barrett Ward. Tell me what's happening on your phone right now. Uh, uh, Does Minka Kelly need you? <laughs> Minx, leave us did, alone. Did you see her post about Harvey Weinstein? No. Yeah. I'll go look at it, though. Man, as a father of four girls. It's a crazy world right now. But as a father of four girls, thinking about all that, thats it's just starting a larger conversation, isn't it? It's a big conversation today. I think the election kind of started a wave of women taking control right. of, of this kind of raging misogyny that happens in our society. And, you know, the reality is the, the first place to look is introspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think about times that I'm possibly accidentally um, diminishing or things like that, and, you know, it, it slips out. And I think we've got to take hold of it first individually before we go out and start calling everybody else. Man, I feel that Awful. way about racism, too, where I find myself going like, man, before I make some big announcement, I need to listen <laughs> right. to how I just think about the other drivers and cars around me Yeah, and think about people. And, and before I, you know, I find myself feeling more convicted about things of that nature. Absolutely. And as a woman where I'm putting myself in stories and in situations and how I'm telling stories of privilege without even realizing their stories of privilege. Yeah, it's right? pretty It's pretty important. I think it's a principle somewhere about walking in someone else's shoes first. All right, right. It's pretty crazy to go full speed posting on Facebook without having actually sat down with somebody that is a minority to find out. Yeah. Or in the same way, sit down with a woman and just really ask the question, what are the ways that you've been diminished in your life yeah. because of your gender, you mm-hmm, know, or in the mm-hmm. same way with race? So. I'm glad it's happening, obviously. I have a diverse family and I was about I have to say, four daughters. You have four daughters and two of them are from Africa. That's right. Right. So two black daughters, two white daughters. Yeah. All four female. Yeah. And a wife. It's a constant thought in my head. You Is know? It? Oh, constant. And I'm thankful to have friends of minorities that surround me and, and care for our children yeah. and help us think the way that they think, mm-hmm. you know, and, and help us understand. The reality is, is I would never say that I could understand what it's like to be a minority, but yeah. I know what it's like to love deeply a mm-hmm. child of mine that's a minority and want to protect them with everything right. I've got, right? right? 
I mean, you know my kids. I like them. They're perfection. Yeah, they are. I All got four, four of perfects. them. I mean, I won. They each are perfect in their own very different way. I like them so Howie, much. Howie, the eldest, is honestly one of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever met. Yeah. Lena is pure, radiant sunshine from heaven. Yes. Marion is the most unique and hilarious little Isn't child she? ever. She is. There's no one like her. At that, there's she's no just one like four. her. Yeah. Yeah, when she's 12, we're going to be blown away. She will be her own circus. Yeah, and she's tiny. Oh, my gosh. She's it's a genetic so thing. <laughs> yeah, because you and <laughs> Rachel are both. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm pushing five, six and a quarter <laughs> on a good day. I mean, you're not six, six. No, not today. And so, yeah, and so, I mean, Lena and Howie, will they both be taller than y'all, you think? No, Le- Howie is five, three right now, but Lena is going to be holding me someday. Yeah. Cradling <laughs> me like a child because she is Ahead above everybody in her class right now in Is kindergarten. She? Yeah. And then, okay, and then keep going. Rose, what's her perfection? Uh, those little blue eyes. She's just one and a half, so yeah. she's just getting her personality. I yeah. think her perfection she scoots is, perfectly. Scoots perfectly. She scoots on her butt. She didn't crawl. <laughs> and her perfection this morning was when I was walking out and uh, screaming as I was giving her up to Rachel. Uh-huh. And then she took a swing at Rachel for taking... Her no, from me. No, and you said thank you. I said I love you so much. <laughs> you said what? Do we you have mean? competitions like to try to get the kids to run to That's us. It's really healthy. I've it heard. seems healthy. I've never been a wife or a parent, <laughs> but both of those things. I don't seem... claim to know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> you should. You do know what you're doing. Okay, so let's back up just a smidge. We jumped right into the, to the middle, yeah, which I love. Did. I totally let's go love heavy it. And hard. <laughs> We've known each other a long time. That's one of my favorite parts of this podcast is I yeah. only have friends on. And so we've been trying to do this for a while, which I'm thrilled about that it worked out this so week. So you've got you've only got available about 480 more podcasts. Then. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. We're running we we've we've tapped out a bunch of categories. <laughs> I'm running low. No, I mean it's just the best part because you know this about my personality. You've watched my personality for a lot of years. I love when my friends meet my friends. Yes. And so the idea that there might be I don't think there's anyone listening who doesn't know fashionable the line, the clothing, the bags, all that stuff. But they may not know you yet, and you're the founder of all of that. So It happened. I know. I was there. Um, so do we first talk about Mocha Club, or do we first talk about Fashionable? We talk about Mocha Club. Okay, so Let's that's how it all, all started. Okay. Yeah. So you moved to Nashville when? 2001. Why? Because have you ever heard of the Southwestern Company where you go door to door and sell books? The books, sure. Man, that is an experience. I did that in college. Yep. And it was a great experience, honestly. Um, It led me to faith. I met some of the best people I've ever met, and it it influenced me. It was the hardest thing I'd ever done. It really led you to faith. Like, it brought you to the Lord. The people that I was with. Yeah. A lot of strong believers. As well as when you're out crying daily on a daily basis, <laughs> begging for mercy, there's only one who can give that mercy that right. and comfort when you're alone. So did you not grow up a Christian or did you grow up a Christian and kind of had gone, and I'm not feeling that? I just never, it never really took. I mean, I yeah. guess you could marginally call it me uh, by by culture, something like that. Mm, we can um, go there. But not by any amount of real Holy Spirit understanding of. What part of the world did you grow up in? Remind me where you grew up. I grew up in Indiana. Okay. What Carmel, part? Carmel, north side of Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever known that. Carmel by the corn. In, <laughs> do you know I learned something a couple of weeks ago from a friend who lives in Indiana that you sh- that corn knee high by 4th of July. 
That's what you're. That's how you're supposed to know if oh, it's man. growing right. Did you did, know that? I did not know that. <laughs> Who's who was that? My friend Jason that lives there. Oh man, he said I thought it was. I thought it was a field of corn, and he mocked me. And I said, "Well, how am I supposed to know?" And he said, "Well, it's so short. It's wheat or something." And I was like, "Oh, I, I, it was soy. I can't remember what it really was." And he said, "Knee high corn, by Fourth of July. Corn is knee high by Fourth of July." And I was Can like, I write well, that down? "How am I supposed to know that?" <laughs> but now I know. Now you know. So I thought you might know as an Indiana I did person. Not. I'm sorry. Well, all right. Now you're welcome. That's all I have to say to that. <laughs> now thank you, Jason, user. and thank you. I will you now take that information and act like I've always known it. As did I. Yeah. I, I will too. <laughs> this is the very last time I give that's Jason the point credit for of it. Get, yeah, that's the point of getting knowledge, is so you can <laughs> show other people. That's right. And shame them. That's right. That's right. So you can show off. That's what I've always believed. Um, okay, so you moved to Nashville because of the books, mm. because this is just a better place to sell them. More more readers well, the, here than in Carmel. <laughs> well, when I graduated from college, the company is based here, and I stayed with the company uh, okay. for. A few years out of college. Yeah, and I loved it. And then um, while I was working there, golly, I started going to a church called West End Community. Yeah. You know them. I do. I love their pastor, Carter. Carter's great. He's just a good—you know what I love about Carter is— I see him he's at fiery. The, he's fiery and I see him at the mall constantly. He's walking. Because he walks at the mall and has meetings with people. I need to do and that. Just, I do too. I think it every time I see him, I think, why am I sitting in a coffee shop instead of going Can we take these mics out and yeah. go for a walk <laughs> oh right now? Gosh, can you imagine? That would be so Boom mic. Yeah. Oh gosh, people would be like, Who are they? <laughs> but that's so I don't I always, think they would. I think it'd be very Nashville to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's probably true. They'd be <laughs> like, What what local TV show is filming? Um I just I respect him so much because I get to watch him invest in people constantly at the mall. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, I think the world of him. Okay, so you started going to West End. Well, I started going to West End, and can I press that for just a second? What made you even go to church? Uh, Liz. Oh, a girl. Oh yeah. Oh, at a girl, Liz. Liz, we salute you. <laughs> yeah, she's. Okay. I would have done whatever Liz told me to do. Okay. Uh, and she told me to go to church. Okay. So I did, and um, and then we broke up. <laughs> um, but I was still at church. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, that that was the first time I heard a message of grace. Mm. Um, that that was I lived in a condemning concept of who God was. So that was that that release of understanding that God actually um, wasn't here to condemn me, but to um, reunite me. Yeah, was a pretty profound experience. Sure. And so then I was I went on a mission trip. Now I didn't really know what a mission trip was. I just heard they were saying. Hey, we're going to Peru. Who wants to go? And I love to travel. Yeah. I had no idea what this little thing called a track was that they gave me to pass out. Stop it. It kind of freaked me out uh-huh. a little bit. Did it. Um, but it was a great trip. Can you put a year to this? What year is this? 2002, three? Where are we? That's about right. Okay. I'll go with 2001. Okay. Back it up. I feel like that's right. Okay. On that trip, that was the first time I ever experienced poverty. So I'm kind of going through this faith transition of, number one, understanding grace, and then number two, understanding the Lord's heart for the poor. Mm. And so while I was there, I will never forget this little girl. You want to talk about you know, racism that, mm. that had been developed in your mind or preconceptions of what the world should look like. I couldn't believe this beautiful little girl walking out of a tin shack that was no bigger than a small booth like this and then throwing dirty water in her face to clean herself off and just thinking 
Oh, my gosh. I've totally missed it. I don't even understand what's happening right now. Wow. I was so disproportionately in pursuit of what the world had to offer. Yeah. Um, I just bought my new car. I was rolling up in the Lexus. Right. Chirp, I do chirp. love I do love when people talk about your Lexus. The Lexus days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, LB, they call it. Right. That's what Matt Lehman calls it. Lexus Barrett. <laughs> um, That's exactly what I was thinking showing, of. It's a, it's showing up on a beach trip, um, getting out of my Lexus. Matt says that I kind of just real slowly got out as I closed the door and then <laughs> held up the keys a few times to, oh, to sure. make sure that it was locked sure. from 200 yards away. <laughs> um, no, and, and, and that was such a transition for me to... So what I did was, is when I got back from that trip, I knew I had to leave my job and do something. And so... Really, like immediately, you were like, "Life has to be different." This has got to be different. Wow. I don't understand. It just, but it's also like how proportionately off track I was that it felt so radical, right? Sure. I mean, well, I don't know. I, I think you need to be kinder to your ver- that version of yourself than you're being. But oh, you don't know him. <laughs> I didn't know him. You're <laughs> yeah. right. I came in about six years after that, I'll, so I didn't know him. We'll talk offline. <laughs> um, <laughs> that period of time became an eight month pursuit of trying to figure out what I was going to do next with my life. Okay. So, so did you quit your job and just like, I'm going to think about this for eight months? Or were you like, I'm going to have to quit my job? I'm going to have to quit my job So eventually. for eight months, I'm going to think about this. Yeah. And, okay. And just be patient and see what was next for yeah. me. And I went to Ireland again with Weston Community Church. Yeah. And I went just kind of to see what it would look like to do that kind of evangelism. Mm-hmm. First world. First world kind yeah. of evangelism. And then while we were flying back, a buddy of mine named Mark Wiggins said... Incredible musician. Incredible musician. Bulldog. Incredible guy. Yeah, I love dog, the guy. for sure. And he said, well, have you ever thought about going to, to Africa? You do a great Mark Wiggins. Thank you. I really do. <laughs> um, we can do a side-by-side later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I went to Africa. I took him up on that offer, and, and I went to Ethiopia to start with. Uh-huh. By yourself or on another mission trip? I went with an organization called African Leadership. Okay. Right. So you just saw African leadership was going. Because Larry, the guy that started African leadership, used to be a bookman. He used to sell books door to door as well. Barrett. So there was our connection. This story. How have I never heard this? Girl, you haven't heard this? No, this is it unbelievable. Gets wacky. It gets wacky. That is wacky. I almost feel teary that the, the lines are tied that close. So I oh got, when I got to Africa, I first went to Ethiopia, then to Kenya, Zimbabwe. Let's see. And then I went to South Africa to finish for about a month. Okay. And while I was there, that's kind of where I just felt like that was my spiritual home. As soon yeah. as I was there, being around those people, I knew this is where I was going to yep. gonna be engaged somehow. Yep. I didn't know how, but I knew I would be engaged with it. And really what was crazy is I'll show you how juvenile my my thought and prayer life was at that point. As my prayer to God was, look... I just want to stock a, a little more money away for a couple more years. Yeah. So I, I, I named a price tag of how much money I wanted to make. I yeah, mean, which is fine. I mean, but it sounds a little bit crazy, but I was like, I want to make this much money. Yeah. I want to travel this little. I want to have this many people to manage. And I remember when I was in South Africa, um, as I was wrapping up my trip, not knowing where I was going next, I got a call from a headhunter that wanted to talk to me about a job offer. And the crazy thing was, is I got that exact job offer, 
exact job offer, oh price tag, everything, where it was going to be, travel. Yeah. But the only thing that I could think about was Agrippa Dubé, a pastor in Zimbabwe, yeah. saying to me, he said, Barrett, the, you will know that you should go into the ministry somehow if the idea of anything else disgusts you. <laughs> and he said it wow. super aggressively. And I, yeah. and I, and Agrippa was an intense guy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I got that job offer, the thought of doing it totally disgusted me. Wow. And that's how I knew what I, I, I couldn't do that any longer. I had to go where I was supposed to be going. Yeah. And so then I joined African Leadership. So you just called home. Larry and you're like, hey. Let's do this. Also, I'm going to speak again into you how you talk about your old version of yourself. I don't think that's juvenile prayer. Oh, really? I Is think it not? that's really wholehearted. Oh, good. You did the best you knew how to do. I did. Do, well, girl, girl, Pastor Annie, help me. <laughs> I help just, me. I am so against shaming former versions of yourself. Uh, like Taylor does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just think that's so sweet well, that the know, Lord met you right there. Yeah, right. Because he right knew where I was. you were doing the very best you could do with what you knew. Yeah. And and you know the truth is is I don't I don't look at any of that past and think that it's not a part of my story. Totally, I, totally. I can very easily connect. Gosh, it's incredible that's, that that past of who I was to my wife, yeah, to my children. So there's not it's not hard to be grateful for right. for what I what that life looked like that led me to Mocha Club and fashionable yeah. and the things that man, we man that's to do. a great line. It's not hard to be grateful for where I've been because of where it's taken me. Mm. Right? That's really good. You can write it down. Y'all need to write that down. Hashtag I'm going to write that down. Just big hashtag. Oh, my gosh. That's such a hashtag. <laughs> um, okay. So then you started working for African leadership yep. under Larry. Yes. And then created Mocha Club through that. That's right. Barrett. So that was – it was a, another trip. I took some friends, some friends that had sold books. I took Alan Perry. Yeah. A group of us went to – Dave Barnes, Matt Wirtz. Now, that was the next trip. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That was so the next you took, trip. So your first trip was guys you worked with. Yeah, guys I worked with, and Alan was my roommate. And while we were there, the 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 big thing that we kept on noticing and I kept seeing from them was is they just felt like they couldn't have an impact on this whole challenge of poverty. Uh-huh. They felt like it's a brick in the Grand Canyon. If I, if I donate something, is it really going to have an impact? But the reality was we knew that, you know, at that point, $7 of the cost of two mochas uh-huh. would actually give two children in Zimbabwe an education for a semester. Right. Or it would give seven people clean water. So we decided that we would figure out a way to create a platform by which online people could invite their friends to join them and multiply their impact. Yeah. And then I took Wirtz and Cowart and Alex Bay and Jay Hager and Barnes on the next trip. Got it. And after that trip, Wirtz came up to me at a party at our house and said, hey, what if I take this Mocha Club thing on the road on my next tour and talk about it? Oh, wow. And, you know, so just when... and, and that's Which is been where I heard about of, Mocha Club. Right? Was it one of their shows? And that's God's story, too, for me. It's always... Um, at most, I have an idea, but it's the people that surround you that get it done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no Mocha Club if it wasn't for Wirtz and then Barnes. Right. Um, those guys have proliferated a, an extraordinary amount of impact on people's lives. Right. Yeah. So an interesting thing that this is very timely for me to have these conversations with you this week as with stuff that I'm working through in my life too. But tell me, you were out of control this whole time, not emotionally out of control, but like God's in control and you are walking into something new that you don't know how to do. Man, you know, one of the 
most hilarious parts was going from making a good salary. Yeah, yeah. Alexis Barrett salary. To making, to raising money to to $36,000 a year. Yeah. And yeah. obviously that's a lot of money for a lot of people in the world. But it was a dramatic shift for me. Sure. Downgrading from the uh, Lexus to the Delta 88. Yeah. I remember driving through Hillsborough <laughs> Village one day thinking I was still cool driving a Lexus and smiling at some girls walking by, and they looked at me in my Delta 88 and just gave that look of, uh, no way. <laughs> Humbled forever. <laughs> no more LB. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so I, there's just something about when God does something new and you don't have control that you can either ride along or you can fight against. It was pretty open-handed at that point in my life. Yeah. I mean, um, Are you good at that naturally? Are you good at letting him run things? No. I'm not. Yeah. No. Okay. Who is? Who is I it? don't know. I think so. Could you please introduce me to them? <laughs> There are some people maybe that who do are it more a inclined. Better, right? Yeah, I just re- I mean, if we were to Spiritual list the gift. things I do poorly, that's probably one of the top three. Yeah, is is releasing control. Letting go. Yeah, especially yeah. in something new when yeah. I'm starting something new because I don't have any anything to pull from to make sure I do it well. Right. Well, it's it's that's true, but and it's taken a two that. by four for me for sure. Yeah, At yeah, every yeah. event in my life, it was a two by four. Okay. It was never like soft gloving me and. It was like kaboom. Yeah, you're missing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me help you. Yeah. So what? So you started Mocha Club and raise money for people in Africa. Impact seven dollars a month. Yeah, we started with working with women that were coming. You know, before there was Invisible Children, that name there were, there was just women in northern Uganda that were formerly sex slaves. Right. And so we raised money to create a safe village for these women that had been um, in the Lord's Resistance Army, but yeah. then had been considered expendable and were sent out. Yeah. And so they needed um, a safe place to live yeah. and counseling and nutrition and health care and all those kind of things. So that was our first effort was helping women in northern Uganda. And those first couple of years, how often were you flying over? You know, probably once once every quarter, about four times a year. <sighs> That's amazing. And getting to see the progress of it and tell the story back to our donor base, I think yeah. was one of the significant parts that made Mocha Club successful. Yeah. Is that we wanted to be specific about their impact. Yeah, that's right. And so then it became viral. We put it online and tried to mock uh, or create a system that looked like MySpace where you could invite yeah. friends. And uh, thinking to myself, well, MySpace, this will never die. This is perfect. <laughs> um, but thankfully... Mocha Club has survived. That's right. That's yeah. right. Mocha Club Still has outlasted well. MySpace, MySpace, which seriously could just be the tagline. We outlasted <laughs> MySpace. Join Mocha Club. <laughs> and I will say to people, I am part of Mocha Club. I do suggest, I mean, it is such an easy way to make an impact and to invite it your is. friends. And I, as a former employee, yes, we both, are. both former, we were both former employees, co-workers, um, until you fired me. But we'll talk about <laughs> that. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Not true. You, just and, skip ahead. I mean, a little bit true, but no, it's fine. No, can't wait. Hi, friends. Just interrupted my conversation with Barrett real quick to pop in and say thanks to today's episode sponsor, Talkspace. I'm so grateful that they are partnering with us to help make this show possible. They are an online therapy company, which I think is really cool. For just a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed professional therapist that you relate to and feel comfortable with. And each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and over 3,000 hours of supervised work. So to match with your perfect 
holistic therapist. Go to Talkspace.com backslash Downs, D-O-W-N-S. And if you want $30 off your first month, use the coupon code Downs, my name, my last name. So the coupon code again is Downs, and you can head to Talkspace.com slash Downs. Back to my conversation with my old boss, Barrett Ward. So when I came along to Mocha Club, it was such a progressive thing for me because I just needed to volunteer somewhere. Mm. And then slowly there started being a five-hour a job, a 10-hour job, a 15-hour job, and then 25-hour job. And so I love what Mocha Club does, and I love getting in the middle of that. While we were there, while we were both there is when you started the idea of fashionable. Mm. Um, so talk about the days when we used to dye scarves during meetings and— Oh, let's go back to Mocha Club for a second. I mean, those those days, I mean, that that you know, look how talented you are. You know, oh, we were surrounded by people that wanted to do something with their lives and have an impact, you know, that is that generation where they first started really, I think, I shouldn't say first, but it really became purpose-driven jobs, sure. right? yeah. And we had so much talent on that team, and that's what made it work. We did. We had a, I mean, that, that, those years were so fun. I would have never fired someone that's so talented. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we just have to tell the story now. <laughs> so I had started writing and had gotten and had moved to Scotland, and you had graciously let me keep working for you part-time when I was in Scotland. That's right. Yeah, because I would work in the mornings at the church because y'all weren't up yet. In the afternoons, I would work for Mocha Club. Um, online because we were all online. I was saying anyway. that's right to how gracious I was. Yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> <laughs> to remembering that's right. Yeah. I was so gracious. And then I came home and got a book deal. I'd worked by that point. I'd worked at Mocha Club for three years, and either always part time, but I'd had a bigger job for about a year and a half. And you caught could a squirrel. See where? Yeah. Your passions were Say going. That, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you could see it better than I could see it. Ooh. That's why I, I mean, you know this, but I model so much of how I run my team based on how you ran our team. Oh, wow. Because I think you are one of the most excellent bosses I've ever had. Oh, wow. That means a lot. It's true. And I've had good, I've had good bosses and you, you are the one I model my team after. Whew. I and feel like those years I was just learning, you I know? know? Well, and that's what, I mean, that's what I need. I need to see, I needed to see a boss who was learning but didn't and wasn't afraid to walk us through him learning, but was never afraid to be in charge either. Huh. Right? You weren't afraid to be in charge and to assert that you were the one that had the final yes or no, but you didn't know everything. I didn't right? know this was going to be like therapy. This is great. <laughs> this is not. Shut up. <laughs> so you see in me what I don't see in me. I think I should, I'm going to get a book deal and I'm going to keep working here. And you catch a squirrel in your house. Yes. <laughs> it was in our roof line. Yes. And I got a cage up there. And, you know, my uncle said, you can just throw the cage in a bucket of water and he'll drown. And I said, I can't do that. <laughs> and he said, well, then you're going to have to take him across a river. Yes. And here's your next point of information for your viewers. Yeah. And listeners. Yeah. Is that. Knee high by 4th of July. 4th of July. And. and Take the squirrel across the river. Because squirrel. if you don't, it's a you can paint their tail and they will make their way back. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you should have done that first just for kids. I should have. But you didn't. But so I you didn't. show up at work one day in December of 2011. <laughs> I've just gotten back from Scotland. And you say, Annie, I got to take the squirrel across the river. Ride with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. Oh and then you gosh. fired me. You no, no, no. keep on saying that. No, no, no. But you did say... 
Annie, nobody makes it big and then quits their day job. Yeah. You have to quit your day job first. That's and so right. I'm telling you to quit your day job. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah, you were the squirrel. You needed yeah, to be you, set free. You had to you had to take me across the river. It's the kind of you know, and now burning your East boats Nashville. philosophy, right? Yeah, like that's right. the you, you you know that storyline of when you're going to battle and, and you're 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 coming on shore. Mm-hmm. Boys, burn the ships because we can't. We're, we're not either, going back. Yeah, we're not going back. Yeah. And so you are so ready. And I think so many people live in that fear to take that next step. Yeah. Um, and, and because they do want everything to be perfect before they take that next move. Mm-hmm. And it's really that leap into imperfection Ooh, that makes that. that makes it work. Yeah. That makes you successful. Yeah. It. And the other thing you did that I have tried to model that I thought was so kind is you said, okay, it's December. I'm giving you till April 1st to hire someone better than you. Did I really? Yes. Man, You paid me for three months to do my job (laughs) and to hire someone better than me. And we did. Matt McCutcheon was better than me. Matt McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I just thought, I just think you... You do such good work overseas. You do such good work caring for your family, but you also do really good work taking care of your employees. Well, thanks. So They're I mean great it. People. I mean, you They're did a best. you did a beautiful job showing me how to lead someone out well. And I've had three or four employees leave since then, and I had one that just was finished this week. And I I tried to model the same thing of like stay until the next person's ready, but then you really have to like. You have to jump into the next thing. Yeah. And you and we're here. I mean, I, I I think I always felt like if you if something went terribly wrong, you'd have helped. Like if everything would have fallen apart, of course. We'd have found a way for me. Of and course. and so I always felt that, but knew that I was done. Yeah. And knew that you Your would... heart and your passions were so obvious. And mm-hmm. it's so exciting to see what you've done. It's extraordinary. Wow. wow. It's so fun to think about that. And I feel like in that building, my hearts and passions switched and grew. Like I watched myself losing the ability to do both things. Right. Where I had been able to blog off work and run and do work really well. Right. And so you're a great boss about that. So, but then you're also creating fashionable. That's right. And dyeing scarves. Right. And we were dyeing scarves in meetings. They would, Ethiopian women would send the scarves and we would want them in four different colors. And so we, you, me, Jeff Jackson, Marissa, Pardo, oh my gosh. we'd sit in a circle. Doing our staff scarves. meeting with our hands in, no. and you'd say, spin them, spin them, spin them. Well, we went over there with Matt and Amber Lehman and some other friends to try, and Kelly Casciola. Yeah, Adam uh, Stunkel. Stunks. Yep. Uh, we went over there to try and teach dyeing of scarves, but we couldn't, we didn't have the resources to make it happen in, in Ethiopia. Uh-huh. So for that first season, we had to bring it all back to the United States, the the raw scarves, and then dye right. them right. In, here. Led to some funny times and a lot of dyed hands. So, I mean, I went home. You really always had hands that were not your natural color. I know. Constantly. You got to dig in. Yeah. Whenever we hire new people at Fashionable, and obviously we've grown quite a bit. There's you oh, know, over 40 no employees kidding. there now. <gasps> over 40? Yeah. But the, oh, but that gosh. that is the story that always gets told. Nobody's above putting their hands in the buckets. That's the truth. You Listen. know, we are here to serve each other. Yeah. There's no pride. I mean, the greatest asset that you can have in in your work culture and probably in life is is serve first mm. and then get to yourself later. And you'll always, yeah. yeah, we have a great culture. Yeah, you do. You and Marissa and probably April. I mean, there's some people that seem like real key players. Jordan uh, it just seem like some key players that I know. They're probably ones I don't know that are, that make the culture Jen, work. Jen, everybody. Yeah. It is an extraordinary group of women. Yeah. You know? Do you purposely hire women? I mean, <laughs> I know you do over... I mean, I know that... But there's also men that Fashionable is helping now, too. Right. 
I get asked that question. So first of all, the objective of fashionable, first and foremost. And for everybody to know, it's livefashionable.com, but we'll link it like crazy. Link it like crazy. You yeah. can even just Google fashionable and you'll get there. Yeah. Well, I, I think it should start with why we started fashionable. Yes, I mean, do that. Which is Rachel and I moved to Ethiopia in 2008 as soon as we got married. Mm -hmm. And while we were living there, I had never seen up close and personal the, the commercial sex industry. Mm -hmm. And the, de the poverty was pretty, is pretty devastating in the capital city. And, you know, for me, yet again, these prejudices that we have, probably thought a woman that was selling her body probably made some bad choices in her life. Right. 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 And the reality is when you start meeting these women, uh, you find out they're making heroic and extraordinary sacrifices for their family. Mm. You know, they're going earning 25 cents to a dollar a trick to be able to feed their children. Yeah. Uh, one woman we had met that I tell the story of is she went into the commercial sex industry to save her sister from breast cancer. Now, tell me that's not the most heroic thing you could imagine. Right. So... You meet these women, you become very convicted. We've got to figure out a way to help. Yeah. The thing that was a seminal moment for me as to why we started Fashionable was I believe charity is so critical. It's so important. There are people in the world that are destitute mm -hmm. and they need a hand. Mm -hmm. They need to be loved and cared for physically. And the other side of that coin is we don't see that charity really ends generational poverty. We see that it's a beginning point right. of health, but often charity goes too far and it makes someone dependent. Right. And by charity, you mean just giving. Yeah, just giving, giving them money something. Or giving, giving them money, giving resources. them food. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the teach the man to fish thing. It's right? got to be yeah. that way. So, so we became really serious about solutions to poverty mm -hmm. and realized as these women were talking to us, these people are capable. They don't want to be given charity. They sure. want to stand on their own two feet and have that dignity of a job. Mm -hmm. So that's why we started Fashionable. It was just to help these women. And it was three women that started making scarves, Mulu, Bezoayu, and say, Mesalu. Mulu. You know Mulu. I love her. And it took off. We launched yeah. it. and Did they all three still work for Fashionable? They do not. Okay. Uh -uh. You know, when we started, it, it, Minka Kelly put her voice to it. Yep. Um, actress Minka Kelly, and that had a big impact. We sold within the first like month and a half, four thousand plus scarves. Yep. And we were dying like crazy. Man, we were in we every were dying. way. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we were dying. That was the tagline. And at we that were time. dying. Yeah, I don't even that's think right. there were hashtags at that time, but right. if there were, right. So, because this is like 2011, right? 10, 11 10, when we started. 2010. Yeah. End of the year, 2010 is when yep. we started. So, so to your question of men, it's not about whether we – we certainly would hire men for sure. Sure. But the objective is simple, is if you're to be serious about solutions to poverty, you do two things. You create jobs and you do so for women. Mm. And that's not just a heart issue. That is a strategic, intelligent, socially understood solution to poverty is that when a woman has a job – we understand from the social sciences that she reinvests in her family far more than a man does. So that equals more education, more health care. A woman reinvests 80 to 90 percent, whereas a man only 30 to 40 percent. Oh, wow. Oops. So these are just really intelligent solutions to poverty. You hear from Kofi Annan, the former U.N. Uh, leader, that, and, and you hear it all over the place from Cheryl Wadoon, that, that women are going to be the solution 
to ending extreme poverty. And so that's the game that we wanted to be in. So certainly we want to create equality in the workplace, uh, but our objective will be to hire women mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And what fashionable does that I don't know that people realize. I mean, so there's scarves still, yep. leather. Leather goods. Jewelry. Jewelry. We make the jewelry clothing. in Nashville. That's what I was going to say. Clothing and uh, shoes. In and, Peru and Mexico. And denim. And denim. But the jewelry are women here in Nashville. That's right. Which is just beautiful to me because you're doing a local and a global. Right. And and because I love what it says. You've never – you may have said this with your mouth, but y'all have never like – made this an ad line but what it says is is what a lot of nonprofits don't say is that we see a value here mm. and a value there yeah like we want to help women in our neighborhood yes. and that's i mean that is who is making jewelry or women from our neighborhoods yes who have found themselves or gotten into bad spots that you have, have overcome yeah you know honestly more than any other thing i missed being around the people that we were creating benefit for mm. And so it was just a, a culture and a heart thing in our offices that we just felt like we were running a fashion company. Yeah. And we wanted to be around people that we wanted to have an impact on. So yeah. that's why we did that. What is your favorite product right now? You know, I've got a wallet. Yeah. That's the, uh, as a male, that's the only thing that we sell as a male. For dudes. For dudes is a little wallet. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm really excited about our denim yeah. I'm not much of a fashionista, as you know. Right. Um, this is actually you do not look Lehman great shirt. Today. This is oh, not the Lehman shirt. That's why it? I look good. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Lehman. Um, but yeah, I think our tote bags are really, really cool. Yeah. Your purse right there is pretty darn cool. Uh, do you know that I, when I am on the road, I take pictures of this all the time, so you probably see it. But like my carry on, my purse, my wallet, it's all fashionable. Not because I don't buy from other places, but because that is my favorite. Like you're convenient. Yeah. It's my favorite stuff. They're the best bags. They last forever. High five. They look great. And they aren't crazy expensive. And so I love, I mean, the new one I just got, the new um, bag with the zipper is so perfect. We'll t- we'll link to it, but it is like the Alim Weekender. Yes, I'm Maybe. like dead about it. It's it's leather. It's the chocolate leather. Ooh. I don't have it with me, but uh, I mean, leather. I just am the happiest about y'all's bags. That's well, my favorite you. thing. And jewels. I love wearing the jewels as well. <laughs> I don't have any denim yet. I need to come get some. Come on. Um, and I want one of those rompers. I just want all of it. That's Done. the problem. And get the shoes. Over there. I, I also have been doing the same. This is getting weird. But that's the thing about a lot of us here is that we love wearing this stuff because y'all have created really beautiful stuff. It's Sometimes it feels like products made with mission. with mission you wear because you should right and everything i have from fashionable i use because i love yeah thank you i mean that was we knew that to create a sustainable opportunity for women we had to create a sustainable business and that meant yeah. fashionable products yeah genuinely fashionable products. i mean so in y'all's bags one. everyone in la is carrying them i keep seeing on instagram y'all show like mandy moore and obviously minx because she minx, does everything but it feels Julianne like julianne huff yeah olivia wild oh olivia drew barrymore drew barrymore yeah which bag uh do you remember or the was Mamouye it tote in cognac? Oh, of course, in cognac. It's beautiful <laughs> in that color. What do y'all? What do you do when people like Drew Barrymore, who like you've known of your entire life, is carrying a bag that you drew on a piece of paper one time and showed to some artist in Ethiopia and said, yeah. "Make this." Well, Jordan showed it first of yeah. all <laughs> and designed it. Um, I've never designed anything. Every once in a while, I get the bright idea to step in and go, what do you guys think if we put a, like a circle on it there? And uh-huh. everybody kind of looks at me and placates me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Barrett, for your contribution. 
Um, so I'm not the fashionista, but yeah, it's fun. I, I, I just feel grateful for it. I mean, Minka Kelly has been the biggest one to kind of connect us to people yeah. and use her voice. And, you know, at and the end of the wonderful. day, she's wonderful. Every lovely. time I'm around her, I mean, I know she's like family for y'all now. Yeah. But the times I get to be around her, I just think she is so normal. Yeah, she's and humble. So lovely. She's yeah. loving and kind. Yeah, she she's loves convicted. your kids. She loves all my baby girls. I mean, it's so, I, I'm. And they she, love her. I know. She just gives me hope. That what we know is true based on musicians we know here is true of actors and actresses in L.A. that they are real humans behind what the news tries to tell us. Right. She's like such a beautiful human. She's so lovely. Yeah. yeah. She's been a great she's become, as you said, a great family friend. And the kids constantly ask when's Mink coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, I just love that. So she's had a big impact on our work. And, and you know, when that happens, you realize and you look at your staff you know, that impact that you're having is far away sometimes. It's, sure. it's around the world. But the community that you have at your offices and the people that you work with is the most important. And yeah. so what what we are grateful for is that those friendships have uh, our allegiances, people that are committed to the work. And I think a lot of it is when you get to experience doing good in the world together, that's just a different level of bonding. Oh, man, that's right? how I feel. That's why y'all are at every that sounds fun weekend we do and yeah. why I carry the bags and talk about them because I'm like, no, I believe in this, but also I'm on a team. Mm. I'm on the fashionable team and I want to see, even well, though when, when we started, you know, I used to call her the girl, I used to say Mocha Club was my friend and fashionable was the girl I had to sit with at lunch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I don't even, fashionable's coming in and making me dye scarves, but uh, she's really grown on me in the last <laughs> seven years. Post-dying. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Post-dying in every way. I, I just think... I think that's one of the most fun things is getting to be on the team that goes like, does everybody know about fashionable? Surely, mm -hmm. surely y'all have the bags and surely you have the shoes. And so I just, I love that. What's next? Where do y'all go from here? Do y'all have another line coming out or do you have a different idea or what are you going to do? Well, we're actually, do you know that we're doing a little bit of a rebrand? No. Yeah. So we're changing our name. <gasps> what? Kind of. News alert. Yeah, this is big. Is this break? Did you say this on Wurtz's podcast? <laughs> no, I yeah! did not. <laughs> but we do love Curiosity Habit here. If y'all haven't listened to Wurtz's Curiosity Habit, That's you need hilarious. to. It's a great podcast. But breaking news but on breaking that sounds news fun. news on Eddie Downs. Yeah. Um, so may I tell a little bit of background to it? Totally. You've got is, time. So we... People are just getting rolling on their um, treadmill. So Perfect. They're halfway through cooking dinner. Mid speed. This is going great. Over the last few years, I've kind of become, I don't know if the right word is disillusioned, but a little bit cynical of the social enterprise world. Okay. Uh, the social impact businesses. It's kind yeah. of become a tagline. It's, it's, you know, plant a tree, I'll buy something, you buy something, we'll plant a tree. And not that that in and of itself is a bad idea, but when it becomes more about the marketing than it does about really having an impact in the world, sure. then I, I think that that has happened. And so... You know, it keeps me up at night to think that I could be talking to St. Peter mm. and him say, you know what? You sold a ton of bags, but you really didn't invest in understanding Ugh. the impact that you're having in the world. Listen, And so we wanted to make sure that we were not about marketing more than the impact that we were having. Yep. And that the marketing supported the impact that we were right, having. Right. right. And so... Over the last few years, we've been working hard to develop this really, we would call it a radically transparent social uh, metric uh, impact report that we're, we've created and we're launching next week. It's called Accountable. Okay. And so 
the idea behind it is, is we want to give transparency that has never been seen into a supply chain before. Wow. And the reason why, Annie, is if 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 we can make that cool uh-huh. to demonstrate that level of transparency, even, even into women's wages and things like that, if we can make that cool, then it will force the industry to follow. The fashion industry. The fashion industry. Because wow. right now, you know, there's 60 million employed people in the fashion industry, about 45 million are women. And it is the biggest, um, one of the biggest polluters in the world as well, the fashion right, industry is, right. especially that fast fashion, yep. turning clothes over so quickly. So more than anything, we want to be able to protect women. And yeah. we feel like the only genuine way to have growing impact is to make sure that number one, their work environment has been well vetted and understood and audited, that they're they're free from sexual harassment, that they have health care, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but also that they're being paid a fair and living wage, right? Mm -hmm. And if we can publish all that information and make it cool, then young people can start demanding that of other brands, right? right? In other words, it's not just a weekend where you put an X on the back of your hand and say something and you stand for something. This is a business. So people can't look at us and go, oh, you're paying people really well, but you're a nonprofit. No, actually, we're a business and we're trying to prove the point that you can pay women well and you can still create affordable clothes, right? And products. So so the rebrand is, is our past is fashionable or the able at the end. Uh-huh. Our future is accountable and the able at the end. So we're rebranding to the name able. Oh, so we say cool. that able ties our past and our future together. Oh, it's brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> I mean, you re- that really is something that I've never heard another fashion anything anybody say. We're going to, I mean, not even McDonald's is all about making their wages public, right? Yeah. No one does that. If you can pull this off, it really will make a massive difference. We hope so. I remember telling somebody that's in communications once, it's a big PR guy, that we were going to start doing that. And he said, do you realize what's going to happen to you when you do this? And I said, I think so, but do you want to tell me? (laughs) He goes, people pay me money to shut people like you down Um, because... Nobody wants that kind of transparency out there, right? Right. So anyways, we're launching Accountable next week. And then over time, we're going to start releasing reports on all of our manufacturers to demonstrate this information. And then in the spring is when we're really going to go all in on wage transparency and all that kind of stuff. Are you scared? No. I, 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 I'm okay losing everything to fight for something that we believe in. Um, if, we, if we did get shut down somehow... It's worthy, worth a shot, right? Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, if if the big brands have a collective moment when we start doing this of, oh, sure. Right, right. If, if we can make that moment the same impact that when we became aware of child labor, mm. when, that, when that took root, now, 30 years later, child labor is common vernacular. Yeah. And so can in 30 years, can it be common vernacular, even like a nutrition guideline on the back of your product to know whether you're doing harm or not by your purchase? Yeah. And at the end of the day, how do you know that, 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 that the, the clothes that you wear, that anything that we wear isn't doing harm? Harm to someone. How do yeah. we create that level of transparency? Because at the end of the day, if I took you somewhere right now and introduced you to the person that made that and they made told you, yeah. you know, I actually can't sustain my life from this job. I have to have three jobs because yeah. so, or we eat once a day. 
but yeah. you bought the sweater on sale. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. When you get a good deal, maybe somebody else is not, right? But so anyways, I, I, I think the end of that statement or thought process is just that it's hard for me to think that I can enjoy the things that I consume in life at the expense of someone else having their basic necessities met. Yeah. So that's the way we're geared at Fashionable, and we are fired up to try to push against that as hard as yeah. we can. So what does it look like for us to come alongside with you? You know, just spread the word. And ultimately, I believe this. If people understand what we're doing, then they'll make the decision of how they can have an impact. Yeah. I'm not that great at figuring out what somebody can do. I don't know what their life looks like. Yeah. But for one person, it does look like a Facebook post. Another person, it looks like coming and volunteering. Right. You know, we've had just extraordinary impact from people just stopping by and saying, can we help? Yeah. And how can we do that? You know who I think of is Landon. My friends listening love Landon That from Living with Landon. Oh, my gosh. Right? She's just had a massive impact because she massive. came to the store one day. Yeah. And she talks about y'all all the time and exposes you to her audience all the time. And, and I it's love huge. it. And it's huge. And it's important. She's so wonderful. And I want to say this. Number one, that is huge. It's so significant. And also, I also want to live in the land. It's not the bigger, the better. Sure. I think what matters most to me about Landon is that she's just genuinely looking us in the eyes and giving us her heart. That's yeah, it. that's right. And so whether that's Elaine that came by one day and saw an article about us and decided to start teaching us how to make leather bags because she used to be an expert in it. Oh, wow. It's the genuine moments that make impact to me. Mm-hmm. I don't get And as, the people who just buy the shirts and buy the Let's buy bags. stuff, too. Yeah, buy stuff. Buy and, stuff. And that gets the word out. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Annie20. Okay. Created a code, Annie20, <gasps> for 20% off. What oh, do you think about that? Oh, I love that. So through the end of the month, people can get So the 20%. end of the month, let me write that down. Write it down, 20% <laughs> Just off. Just so y'all you know, that here. literally happened right here. Well, I actually last night was thinking about it, and I was, I was like, I want to do something fun like... I'm down with Annie 20, and I tried different things. But <laughs> 20% off until Annie. the end of the month, which is brilliant because Christmas is coming, graduation is coming in December. There's all sorts of stuff coming up that people yeah, can go ahead. the fall line is out for apparel. Right. Okay, 20% off. Oh, that's really kind of you. Thanks for doing that We're for my friends. We'll love it. Yep. I will get my jeans excited by the end it. of the month. <laughs> yeah. I've, we've got two weeks to get a new pair of jeans. Um Man, that's thank you. That's really generous of you to do that for us. Oh, my us. pleasure. Okay, so that's another thing people can do is just get it because at, people stop me in the airport all the time. I need to get cards to hand them because people <laughs> stop me in the airport all the time and ask me about my bag, and I say livefashionable.com. Yeah, and, I just and send by them the way, the our URL is going to stay livefashionable.com. Yeah, that's wisdom. Um, just, you know, all that SEO stuff. Right, all the stuff you've worked so hard for to switch yeah, it up now. Yeah, no be kidding. Tough, but Able is the new name. That's amazing. When does that kick in? Next week when you launch? Next Monday. Okay. When we launch. Monday, so what? Come tell learn me the about date. It. October 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. So come look at the website. There'll be a video that explains the transition. There's going to be a lot of detail on Accountable, some yeah. example reports. Yeah. Uh, the first report we're going to launch on an audit is of our own manufacturing employment practices here in Nashville, and we'll yeah. launch that in November. So it's just getting the ball rolling. Yeah. You know, we want to get out there and look. The last thing that we're trying to portray is that we've got it all figured out. Right. We we want to show the good, the bad, and the ugly and just say, look, let's just be transparent. And transparent is not about being perfect. Right. It's about being honest about what's happening. So away we go. This morning I was reading an Acts. That's what I'm doing. Y'all can't see me, but I'm opening my phone, which looks rude. But um, <laughs> this morning I was reading an Acts and... 
the apostles are in trouble and they're taken to the Pharisees. And one of the Pharisees says, this is in at the end of Acts 5. He, uh, you probably know the story, but he says, okay, get him out. And he gets Peter and John out. And then he addresses all the Pharisees. And he says, men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudius appeared, claimed to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers dispersed. And he gives another example of like, Hey, he was killed and all his followers dispersed. And then he said, therefore, in this present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only Mm. find yourself fighting against God. Oh, wow. Right? And so that when I listen to you talking about what the rest of the industry could do, I'm going to be the voice that says, you should just watch what happens. <laughs> if this is of Get men, on board. Yeah, yeah, if this is of men, it'll fail. Mm. If this is of God and you fight against this, you are fighting against God. Yep. Right? And I cannot imagine that an opportunity to fairly treat humans that God loves would be something that is man-made that will fail. Right? Fingers crossed, hands held up high. <laughs> Prayer hands emoji. Prayer hands emoji, for sure. Right? But isn't that an incredible story of like— That is incredible. Just watch. I mean, I I really thought on that this morning and journaled about it because I thought, man, there are so many things in my life that I go, is this you or is it not you? And I go, why don't I just step back and watch? So pray for us. Yeah, we will. Can I do that now? You may. Okay. Lord, thanks for Barrett and for Fashionable and what you are doing in the lives of their employees here and the employees around the world. God, we just ask for starters that you would do more than they could ask or imagine. We ask that you would go before Barrett and before Accountable and um, make a way where there seems to be no way. God, would you just remove the enemy in the name of Jesus from anything he has planned to stop good treatment of good people. And um, Lord, we ask that you would change the industry. We ask that we wouldn't have to wait 30 years to see the fruit of what Barrett and his team have labored over for years. And um, yeah, God, we just ask that you would expose lies and replace them with truth, that people would be cared for and loved well, and that you would protect Barrett and his family and the employees of Fashionable, and that this would be the start of something that no man can stop. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I believe it, man. I'm with you. Thank you. You know I'm with you. Hey, here is the last question we always ask. Because this is called That Sounds Fun, you just have to change your brain to just fun. What sounds fun to you right now? Sleep? What's fun? Sleep. S- sleep sounds fun? Yeah, that's great. Sounds fun. Man, the f- most fun thing, you know, I-, I was talking to a buddy, Michael Graziano, the other day, and we said, I just had a friend tell me that he went out after the kids went to bed and had a beer. I said, do you do that, Michael? <laughs> and he's like, no, I really don't do that. I, I never do that. And I said, now, I want to be clear here. When you say never, I'm saying never. <laughs> I, I always fall asleep right when the kids go to bed. And I think we should go out one night after the kids go in bed uh-huh. and have fun. Uh-huh. And... That sounds fun to me. Okay. I'm going to give that a shot. Have you have you scheduled it? No. Okay. <laughs> I need you to schedule that. I just got to get through sickness, a broken yeah. collarbone on a four-year-old, and a few oh, other things. And then... A tiny four-year-old with a broken yeah, collarbone. But we're, I, I can see it. I can okay. taste it. That I think that's sounds a, fun. I think that's a goal for like October. You've got two weeks. Two weeks. You can go out one night, go to Mafiosa's, I'll do sit it. and watch football. 
Ugh. You can you can walk there. I mean, it'd be long. It'd be a long walk. It'd be a long point. walk. Yeah. You know, I run by y'all's house almost every day. On Glenwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Don't tell that. everyone your address. <laughs> Fourteen thousand and eighty-five. <laughs> four two. That's right. Yeah, and so I always do a little wave. No one's ever there because I go at weird parts <laughs> of the day. But um, thanks for being on the show, Barrett. Thank and you for, for being in my me. life. Thanks I'm really grateful. Thanks for being grateful. a voice for us. And you know. I really am proud of you, what you've done. Thank you. It is amazing what you've done and how you've been courageous and used wow. your voice and um, you stand up for good. And so thank oh, you for thank you for advocating for us as well. I mean, listen, I'm going to go back and listen to this episode a few times. How incredible is Barrett and some of his wisdom. And, oh, y'all, I just feel super lucky to have him and Rachel and their girls in my life. And don't forget, until the end of October, I'm so thrilled, you get 20% off your purchase if you use the code Annie20, A-N-N-I-E 20. So go, go, go. One of the best things we can do, like he said, is just be a part of the story and buy the products, carry them around, wear those jeans, wear those sandals, carry a leather bag, get some jewelry. Come on. Okay, so Annie20 is your code to getting 20% off. And make sure you go check out livefashionable.com as well as the new accountable stuff. How fascinating is that? And listen, when it comes to your mind, let's just pray like we did on the show. Pray for Barrett, pray for their leadership, pray for their board, and just pray protection and pray for truth, right? Pray that everything God's doing will be accomplished. So what a fun interview. I loved, loved getting to talk with him today in the studio. Hey, next week's show is really exciting because it is the release of my new book, 100 Days to Brave. You've still got this week to get all the pre-order goodies. So if you go to 100daystobrave.com, that's the number 100 days to brave.com. You can see all the pre-order stuff, but then the book comes out on Tuesday, October 24th. So next Thursday's show is awesome because it's not just my book releasing. It's also Jess Connolly's new book releasing. And so we sat down together, chatted about our books. I think you're going to really love it. So make sure you're around next week because it is a party. Hey, I just wanted to take one second. I don't know that I say this enough. And so I want to say thank you for listening and for telling your friends to listen. This has become one of the best parts of my job, and I am really thankful that I get to do it. I love when you guys walk up to me at airports, when you walk up to me at events, when you shoot over emails or tweets or tag me on Instagram. I just love that um, we are friends. And so I just wanted to thank you because I am having a great time and it's because of you and because of your friends that you tell about the show. So if you think this episode would be interesting to someone in your life, would you share it? Because I think that's the best way that we can help Fashionable and the best way for us to make more friends. And so uh, I'm just really thankful. And I just wanted to say that to you. I think it all the time. I don't know that I say it enough. So thank you guys very, very much. Barrett is going to go sleep and hang out with his buddies. Speaking of book releases, here's what's fun for me. Tonight, this is Tuesday, and the show comes out Thursday. Tonight, John Green, one of my very favorite authors, is in Nashville, and I get to go hear him speak about his new book. And that sounds so fun to me, Sue. I have not read it yet, Turtles All the Way Down, but I've loved his other books, and I've got the book. I'm just starting it. I'm really excited to see him. So that sounds fun to me, spending time with an author I love and respect and think really highly of. So... So I hope your day has gone well and you have gotten to do something fun. If you haven't, friend, go out and do something that sounds fun to you today. Have a great day and we will see you next week.